0: This is the EP-Log Audio Experience.
1: And all that jazz. Welcome to the artist. As Godard said, you don't make a movie, the movie makes you. In our movie making profession, the workings of always at its best. In these candid conversations, we unravel those challenges that define the makers in the movie-making business. Hope these chats will inspire and elevate you to keep fighting for your dreams, but with a mode of reality, check on it. I'm your host suchita and this podcast is brought to you by Metaphysical Lab. Enjoy the show. And today for the first time, in this episode number 21, we have a filmmaker, who's going to talk about miracles and manifestations and the use of subconscious mind in filmmaking and a faith in miracles. Mostafa Sarwar Faruqi is with us today. Mostafa Sarwar Faruqi is a very popular filmmaker in India and in Bangladesh. She's a Bangladeshi filmmaker. So if you do not know who Mostafa is, let me just quickly brief about Mostafa to you. Hollywood reporter wrote in the review of his film television, that Mustafa Sarwar Faruqi could be the next Southeast Asian filmmaker to break out. Mustafa Sarwar Faruqi is an exemplar of Bangladeshi new wave cinema movement, is what Variety wrote. And Variety's chief Asia film critic Maggie Lee wrote Mustafa Sarwar Faruqi proves he is a singular voice in Bangladeshi cinema in the review of his film No Bed of Roses. His fourth film, Television, was the closing film of Busan Festival and won the Grand Jury Prize in Asia Pacific Screen Awards 2013 and Story was his fifth feature and got nominated for Golden Goblet Award. His sixth feature titled Doob, which is No Bed of Roses, featuring Irfan Khan and Nusrat Imbrose, Tisha and others won the Commerce Jury Prize at Moscow International Film Festival. His current film Saturday Afternoon, which is banned in Bangladesh, has been doing festival rounds. The film was premiered at the competition section of Moscow International Film Festival and won two awards there. He is currently working on his MPA EPSA winner project, No Landsman. He has served on International Jury for Busan International Film Festival 2016, Asia Pacific, Srinobots 2015, East End Film Fest, London 2016, South Asian Film Festival, Singapore, Kolkata International Film Festival, and a few other film events. Before we start a conversation with Mostafa, I would like to thank Deva Shishma for connecting me to Mostafa. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Metaphysical Lab. Hi, Mustafa. Welcome to The Artists and thank you for taking out time.
0: Thank you, Suchita, for having me.
1: Mustafa, tell me, Variety describes you as a key example of Bangladeshi new wave cinema movement. How do you react to that?
0: Uh, well, I don't know how to react <laughs> to that. <laughs> mm. Because I haven't I have said it. Somebody else is saying it mm. about me. Mm. Uh, well, you know, I mean, before I start talking, the, the one, one thing I must mention well i I mean whenever I talk over phone or whenever there is a there's something you know which is recording my audio, I feel so nervous and I feel so tense that i i can't talk I can't talk properly to be honest like you know i i I believe that I talk well when there is no recorder uh-huh. but when there is a recorder, I feel like, oh my God, the meter is going on, the meter is going on I must have to finish it you know what I mean Yes. so the meter is chasing me actually. <laughs> anyway, so to 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 comment on the point that you mentioned. Yes. Well, I I'm just a I'm just a small filmmaker. Well, I'm just a storyteller who's who's, you know, who has been living on this planet called Earth. Mm-hmm. Who has been seeing so many things, who has been experiencing so many things. And thankfully, um, uh, I am I am lucky enough to narrate the experiences in my stories so this that's all i know about myself that i see some things i observe many things and i i try to narrate this in my stories i mean that's all i know about. and the other things like you know if if somebody considers me as an important filmmaker or or if somebody considers me as non important filmmaker well, I mean, none of this actually influences me or my thought. I have no comment about this.
1: <laughs> Tell you, Mustafa, Bangladeshi film industry, it's not um, as big as India. It's a very small industry. There must be huge challenges that you must have faced when you started out as an independent filmmaker.
0: Well, yeah, to be honest, India is the biggest challenge for, <laughs> for any independent filmmaker in Bangladesh. Hmm. India as in, as in big Bollywood industry. Yes, like, yes. The Bollywood, uh, I mean, the, I mean, if you, if I have to talk about uh, Bangladeshi film industry in general, yes, I mean, there there have been exceptions at different points of time in the history, but the general trend for Bangladeshi film industry uh, has always been to copy either Bollywood (laughs) or or Tollywood or (laughs) recently Tamil Telugu Hmm. or uh, sometimes. We used, we used to copy uh, Kolkata Art House as well. Hmm. So, I mean, when, when I, I mean, if I, I can tell about myself, how, what, how I faced, hmm. what kind of adverse situation I had to, I had to handle and address. Hmm. When I started to tell my stories, hmm. uh, the biggest thing I faced in the industry is like, I started in television, hmm. so I started to tell my own stories in my own way. So mm-hmm. none of the, those stories felt like uh, Bollywood one or even Kolkata Art House one. Mm-hmm. So every, everyone was confused about me. Mm-hmm. The mainstream film industry was confused about me saying, well, well, his film is not film because it doesn't look like, because, <laughs> I mean, they used to say his film is not film. Mm-hmm. And the next line is, because his film doesn't look like Bollywood or Tollywood. Mm-hmm. So that was from the in mainstream industry. I used to receive that kind of reception. Mm-hmm. or criticism whatever you say mm-hmm. and from the intellectual circle they are even more confused about me well his <laughs> film his film is not great art enough is mm-hmm. because his film doesn't look like Kolkata house film mm-hmm. so I always had a problem when I started making my own film
2: mm-hmm.
0: so I got rejection or resistance from mainstream
2: mm-hmm.
0: as well as, the, as from the uh, Bangladeshi intelligentsia which was which used to think that there is only one way of making film, and that one way is the way that Jitra has tried. <laughs> so in a way, in a way, they used to, you know, they used to limit Shyamjiitra mm. for the future filmmakers' uh, parameter as well. You know what I mean? Yes. So anyway, then I started making my own film, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think any filmmaker can actually guess uh, how many audience would love his film or yes. love her film or mm. whether his or her film would create any impact or not. I mean, mm. I mean, filmmakers tell stories because they love to tell stories. Yes. And I always, you know, a few days ago, I posted something on my Instagram mm. where I, uh, I posted a video around 1 a.m. Um, I was coming to my home from studio. Mm. So I stopped in between to buy something so the road was almost empty, there was no shops open, only one um, pharmacy was open. So mm. I, I, was, I went to, um, into that pharmacy with my wife, mm. and while I was entering into the pharmacy, I found that a, an old man, mm. he's singing a song, mm. and there was no, no audience in front of him, no one, literally, mm. and he was singing as if for himself. Mm, and I lovely. recorded the video, mm. I posted it on Instagram mm. and I wrote something as a caption mm. which kind of translates like why, why this man was singing when there was no audience. Mm. and there was no, no one in the road. there was no chance that anybody would come and you know stand in front of him to listen to his song. Lovely. Then why you are singing? Mm. Then I asked why a poet writes why a filmmaker makes a film. And I answered filmmakers or poet or singer, whoever, uh, artists create their art just to heal their own soul. So I was telling my story because when I was able to tell my stories, I was actually healing my soul. Wow. But luckily but luckily I got kind of huge um reception gradually, slowly, it built into a huge um, reception among the um, Bangladeshi youth, like mostly who used to go to college or universities. They used, they started loving my work mm. and they stood beside me. Mm. And and that's how probably it became easier for me to continue, because, you know, to make films, you need money. yes, And yeah. when you have some audience, so you know investors can invest uh, on you you know what i mean yes so yeah in so i mean i explained my experience um because i think that i'm a part of this history of bangladesh mm-hmm. so if i tell my story maybe Bangladeshi cinema story history will also come yes so i started in television and mm-hmm. then i with the hope that i'll someday i'll i'll graduate to main uh, cinema then i Then I started making cinema and my first two films were not great, but people loved it. Mm. Um, Then um, in 2012, my film television was selected as the closing film of Pusan Film Festival. Yes. Uh, There in the closing speech, I told something. I told the world that, you know, it's not only me. There are many young filmmakers in the pipeline. Please keep an eye on us. I believe in next five to 10 years, uh, Bangladesh will be able to deliver some good films um, to the audience of the world. Hmm. So, so this is, in short, my history, hmm. and so you can guess the history of Bangladeshi cinema as well um, from my own own story of struggle.
1: Absolutely. This is a lovely point, uh, Mustafa. You made healing the soul. Artists make the films and the art to heal their soul. But what were the challenges when you started in terms of trying to get funds? Uh, How did you launch your first film?
0: I started in television. So my first television production was made uh, by borrowing money from my friends. Okay. Yeah. And my first television production was rejected hmm. so I thought I will never be able to be a filmmaker so hmm. I stopped thinking about filmmaking hmm. I started thinking of something else what to do hmm. then after two and a half months I got a call from that same television hmm. and they say we are evaluating what our preview committee uh, was doing hmm. 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 so then we decided to have a look at the productions they rejected hmm. from there our MD um, found out your production and mm. he asked us to call you and to come to to invite you to our office. Mm. So I went there and they said that well uh, we're taking your production and you can start working for us for whatever feature uh, feature you want to make uh, okay. for television. For television. Okay. And then I started making television fictions for them
2: mm.
0: and that's how I made some name among the youth mm. and uh, then, I mean, a lot of things happened. I, I believe my life is a, is a, is a, is a sum of many accidents. Mm-hmm. Then at one point, I wrote a f- script called Bachelor together with my co-script writer, Anish mm-hmm. At the time, we did not have a single penny. Mm-hmm. Then one day I went to the office of uh, a, an influential media house in Bangladesh, Channel I. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Anish went there. And we made the MD of that house,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we, we told them, okay, uh, we are making a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have come to you to to uh, seek for some help. Mm-hmm. Then he asked, what help you want? Then we said that, well, uh, we when we make the film, uh, we want you to run uh, the advertisement of the film uh, free of cost. Then he asked. Well, that's great. I will do it. But um, do, do you have money to make the film? <laughs> I said no, not yet. But I talked to some of fri- some of my friends. They said that they'll give me, uh, they'll you know give me some loans. Mm. Uh, then uh, he asked, how much do you have promised from your friends? Mm. I said it's about four to five lakhs taka. Then he, he asked, how much do you need for the film? I said seventy-five lakhs taka. <laughs> then he was smiling, <laughs> he was loving, actually. He was saying, then why do you get the money uh, to make the film? Mm. I said, I don't know. Then he called someone on intercom, mm-hmm. and one gentleman came into the room. Later on, I named, I got to know his name. Mm-hmm. So the MD, his name is Mr. faridul Reza Shagor. Mm-hmm. He's actually, right now, uh, one of the biggest producers in Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Shagor uh, told his... Um, uh, his um, marketing manager, um, or something like that, or maybe head of program, I forgot his post. Mm-hmm. So he told him, okay, um, Hassan, Faruqi and Anis wants to make a film. They want to make a film. Mm-hmm. They have five blocks taka I promised. Mm-hmm. Um, so their budget is 75 blocks I told them they don't need to borrow five blocks. Can you give him seventy-five blocks and tell him to start uh, shooting the film? Wow! So it's just miracle. I mean, wow. I mean, well, before that, I I went to many producers' office, everyone refused. Wow. So I, I mean, as I said, I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm a kind of mystic person in the sense yes. that I believe a lot of things happen yeah. when it is about to happen. Yes. Uh, now the question could be: Then what? What human being needs to do? Well, human beings needs to uh, be attend. Be, uh, I mean, be contemplating on what they want to do. They need to have a strong desire. If they have a strong desire, I believe uh, cosmology starts to conspire, and lovely, and then yeah. something happens, and then you come out doing it.
1: Lovely, believing in miracles and manifestations. That's lovely.
0: Yeah. The, you are the you filmmaking. See, filmmaking is a miracle, so I have to yes. believe in
1: miracles. Yes, that's awesome. You're the first person actually who's telling me. I've spoken to so many filmmakers, but <laughs> it's coming out from your mouth in something which I strongly believe in the manifestation of yeah, miracles. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Mustafa, yeah. t- tell me something. Because everything hmm. is a miracle. Yeah.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Uh, you know, putting yourself out there, uh, coming from an industry that's not very developed, putting yourself out there in the world market, uh, in the mm-hmm. world cinema market. Hmm. did you take any steps was it organic did you go out there and network
0: did you call people and say watch my film how did you do it I really don't know I mean Hmm. well I don't think that I'm a great planner but at the same time obviously people plan Hmm. obviously Hmm. I probably also have planned but
2: Hmm.
0: I don't think I think as I said my life is a uh, is a summary of many accidents Hmm. so like you know everything happens bit by bit Hmm. I mean, I have a long, long way to go. I haven't achieved anything. I mean, if you think of achievement, although I don't know what is achievement, actually. Uh, but but the fact that I am being able to make what what I want to make, the fact that I'm being able to tell what I wanted to tell is, is a blessing. And okay. I feel blessed. Hmm. Yes. And it didn't happen on one day. Like, I tell you something. Hmm. The film that I'm going to shoot hmm. Uh, from next early next year or later this year. Yes. It's called No Last Man. Yeah. So the film got... Um, uh, it was awarded a Motion Picture Association of American Asia-Pacific Screen Arts Fund in 2014 for yes. script development. Yes. Then it was awarded as a best project in the Film Bazaar India in 2014. Yes. Uh, it was in the official project market APM in 2014. Yes. I thought... I start shooting the film from 2015, mm. but till 2019, nothing happened. Mm. Even after, even after getting so much of, uh, so much of leverage, mileage, whatever you say, mm-hmm. from all those, all those big platforms, yes, uh, I couldn't do anything. Mm. But in
2: 2019,
0: mm. um, in in the month of March, I was mm. sitting with my assistant directors in my office. Mm. And I was telling them, um, oh, we are preparing to shoot a film from April 2019. Hmm. So we were in a meeting about to, to talk about the production of that film. Hmm. And then I was telling them, you know what I what happened this afternoon, something happened. I was sleeping and I saw Nawaz in the in my dream and I didn't see his face. I saw his from back and he was sitting in front of the ocean and he and from his back I was feeling like he's very sad. Then I was telling my assistant directors, I said I don't know what what this dream means. Mm. And I don't know why I saw this. Mm. I don't know, is it a signal that I should I should really think again before I go to shoot this new film in April? That Lovely. is another film. Lovely. Mm. That is another film. Mm. And when I was telling this mm. to my assistant directors, mm. I received a message from a phone uh, and a number which I don't know. Mm. And I saw that the number is an Indian number. Hmm. Then I and the message was saying, How are you, bro? Hmm. So I since I didn't know the number, I replied, Who's this please? Hmm. Uh, then the next reply came, Noah's. Wow. Then I saved the number. I went to WhatsApp and I texted him texted him back on WhatsApp. I said, oh, is this your new number? Because I don't have this number. Hmm. Then he said, Yeah, yeah. This is a new number. Hmm. Then he asked me something. He said, can, can you tell me, why aren't we making Nolan's man? What is the point? <laughs> what is holding us back? And awesome. I told him the same thing. Then I told him, you know, what you, what are you saying? I'm having goosebumps because hmm. I was telling, my assistant directors are sitting in front of me. Hmm. I was telling them this, them this about this dream hmm. and now you're telling this. Awesome. Then he told me, can you come to Mumbai on March 22nd? I mm. went there mm. and we locked everything and we are shooting now. Oh my god. Now why I tell you this example? Yeah. It is because well you must keep trying. But yes. things will happen when it is it is to happen. Yes. But if you don't try then it is never it is going to I mean it is never going to happen. So as a, as a, as a human being we need to keep our desire strong. We need to keep trying then it will happen. I mean so most of my like films happen like like this. Like you know, television happened when I was in Busan hmm. with my film Third Person Singular. Hmm. I was sleeping, and in the middle of night, around five a.m., I woke up. Hmm. I saw a dream, and I saw only one sequence in my dream. And I realized that sequence closely resembles my father. Then. In Busan, at the time, I, I had two friends with me, mm. the one from Bangladesh, mm. and I told them, you know, I feel like I will make a film, which mm. will be called television. And I got a scene this, I saw something in my dream, which feels like a sequence from the film. Mm. I, I want to develop the idea, and I'll make that film. Mm. And that's how I started developing television, and I made that. So, I mean, a lot of, like, when I made television, some more people watched it then they became my support uh, they started supporting me mm. so you know you, you build you build it bit by bit it doesn't happen in one day mm. no
1: mm. and also there's a lot of play of subconscious mind in your life i think yeah. i think subconscious Absolutely. mind really has a huge Absolutely. role that's, i mean you're accessing yeah, of course. it yeah of course that's that's brilliant mustafa we've been having a lot of debate in mumbai recently uh, regarding uh, getting inside film festivals and I don't know how much Uh. you will agree with it or you think this is not even something that we need to think about. Like, there were no Indian films that went to Cannes, and everybody was like, you know, there is a certain way a film needs to be made to get into Cannes. When you start writing a film or when you design a film, do you keep a specific film festival in your mind?
0: No, I I don't think so because, Mm. I mean, that's not the way an artist can work. Yes. We tell a story because we... Because, you know, let me talk, tell about myself. Yes. I tell a story because that story... Hmm. I tell a story of some people because those people keeps, keep torturing me. Yes. And they, they don't let me sleep well at night. Yes. You know, they, they, they make me feel feverish. Hmm. So I make the film to get rid of that fever. Mm. I make the film so that the fever is transferred onto the shoulder of the audience. Lovely. So that's that's why I make a film. Mm. I have no idea, and no filmmaker can tell. Well, I mean, yes, if you are, if you are Pedro Almodovar, then you know which festival is going this film, uh, which festival is going to take this film. Mm. But I don't know if that's the way uh, it can work. And also, film festivals are changing their modules. Cinema world is going through a lot of changes. Mm. Um, streamers are playing a big role so I mean you, you cannot plan where your film will be released you yes. only can make the film the way you can make you mm. cannot like I can never tune I can never module my voice mm. or I can never adjust my voice according to uh, the desire or demand of of market no I cannot sorry
1: lovely Lovely. So, when you go out there pitching for your film, uh, Mustafa, when you're looking for funds, seeking funds, uh, do do you also add a slate of uh, ROI, like return on investment? This is how you're going to get your money back if you put in so much. Have you done that?
0: Well, I don't know. I have not made any such mm. a presentation yet where I have written ROI mm. because I have no, <laughs> I have no idea how. This ROI is going to happen. But obviously <laughs> yeah. producers, the producers definitely prepare it. I have never prepared it myself. When you
1: finish your script, Mustafa, uh, after you finish writing your skip script, what are the, what is the next thing that you do? What's the process of it after that?
0: After that, it's after my marriage to my actors. Hmm. It's my marriage to my cinematographer. Hmm. It's my marriage to my editor. Hmm. The biggest challenge... I I I think filmmakers can have is mm. how to give or how to infuse life to those dead characters uh, dying in the graveyard of the script. Mm. So I need to re, I I need to you know reincarnate them because script is like a graveyard full mm. of dead people lying there. Mm. So as a filmmaker, I need to reincarnate. Them hmm. and need to um, need to see them moving alive, hmm. and this is one of the challenges. So I keep talking to my actors, hmm. and my actor preparation is my most interesting and, and hectic job. Hmm. I never allow my actors to you know memorize the lines. No, that's not the that way I prepare. Them. So, so you already cast your actors. You
1: already cast your actors after you finish writing. Is yeah. that hmm. yeah okay
0: yeah then i keep talking to them mm. about life death philosophy mm. which is which which is aligned to that character lovely. so mm. i try to prepare them philosophically mm. not uh, not asking them to memorize the lines no mm. that's not the way i work lovely because i i believe if they keep memorizing lines mm. then the lines will become dead yes it will lose money meaning it's mm. like when you say i love you for the first time can you mm. do, do you remember when you said I love you for the first time? Do you remember the, the, the thrill, mm-hmm. the rush? Mm-hmm. But when you say I love you for 200,000 times, mm. it's like a customary thing.
1: But is it that you also write your scripts? But do you dream while you're writing your scripts, uh, you dream about your characters and you finish a lot of things in your subconscious mind before you put it on your conscious existence?
0: I believe, yeah, I believe the whole process is a is a strange combination of sub, sub, strange duel between subconscious and conscious mind
1: lovely the, the, do you ever follow the template of screenwriting like you know like how, what Hollywood says like Sid Field says or Robert McKee says plot points no. and now it how does it no. come how does it happen
0: no, how the flow I'm, happens I'm, hmm. I'm totally uneducated here actually mm, lovely uh, if you read any of uh, any of the reviews of my film yes uh, I believe you will get this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I remember um, I, in the press conference in Pusan Festival's closing uh, press conference, mm-hmm. uh, I remember some, someone asked me this question, maybe a reporter from Hollywood Reporter. Mm-hmm. So she asked me that she loved the film, but she is not sure which genre this film falls into.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I said, I also don't know. <laughs> I said, I said, um, well, well, I start writing comedy, it ends up as tragedy. I start writing tragedy, it ends up becoming a, a satire, satirical work.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, then I said that, you know, if I look, look at my life, one day it is comedy, the other day tragedy, another day thriller, another day embarrassing one. So my life is a social, sometimes social drama. So hmm. I said, if I look at my life, is a is a big mess genre
1: mm-hmm.
0: so my films are also like this my films are also like this
1: yeah because um, this is a constant fight here uh, spe- especially when you get into the writing mode or especially when you are circulating yeah. your scripts around you know there is a lot of dissection of it in terms of the yeah. character arc the plot points uh do you have any uh, advice on that front
0: well no i think i think i think you cannot advise any artist, mm. no matter how young or how old they are, mm. because every artist has their own persona mm. and every artist has their own way of expressing things mm. and every artist needs their own formula.
1: Yeah, but isn't the artist like tied to the corporates who are funding the film and
0: perhaps, you know? <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a fight you have to, we have to fight actually. Mm. Mm.
1: Right. Okay, in terms of the visual treatment uh, of your films, do you, do you sort of get into a detailed visual treatment of your film? How do you do it when you are, you know, before you go on floors?
0: Well, I visit location with the DP. Okay. And while I visit there, I spend my time there. I think then my visual style starts to grow. Mm. The sunlight that sneaks through, that mm. hits my body, the air. The bridge, all these things actually uh, keep 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 telling me uh, what the visual style should be for this film.
1: Lovely. Do you do you pen it down or is I it, don't. Hmm.
0: I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily see the visual style before I visit, visit the location. No.
1: Lovely. And do you do you write it down in detail or it's it's very organic?
0: Uh, well, it's a mixture of writing down and organic organic uh, thought process. Yeah.
1: Mm. and uh, uh, just going a bit more in terms of the Bangladeshi industry uh, would you like to add a point in terms of what is the state of the female technicians out there uh,
0: not very inspiring mm. not, ma- not many female directors or technicians are working
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I'm hopeful uh, because few days ago mm-hmm. I went to a workshop mm-hmm. children's film workshop Mm-hmm. And there are so many female uh, aspiring filmmakers, like uh, um, you know, I, I mean, they are of they are, of, I believe, from nine to thirteen years of age, or maybe fifteen. I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and there, I saw our hope that yeah, they will come up and they will tell their own stories. <laughs>
1: Lovely. So the future looks yeah. bright. Yep okay what in terms of the changing landscape of cinema where do you
0: see it going well that's a it needs a 30 answer. you know why mm. because I think social media mm. is contributing yes to our behavioural change mm. and this is contributing to the art of storytelling yes. and to the consumption of storytelling mm. people are restless mm. uh, They have a scrolling psyche. Mm. It's like they cannot read something quietly. They keep scrolling. Mm. Yes. So when you give silent in a film, they feel irritated. Then it's going to happen. A bomb blast. Someone is being killed. Something is happening. You know, a few days ago, Inarito also told the same thing. Mm. So I think this is going to challenge the art of storytelling heavily. We'll see in the next hundred years what will happen.
1: Do you see yourself changing your style for...
0: No, no, no. But obviously I'll find ways to tell keep telling my stories without losing my soul. But obviously I will have to f- try something new. I don't know what. Because you cannot try it consciously. It just happens. Because I am also being changed. I'm also living in the social media age. So I or I maybe my soul will automatically try to adjust or something will happen. I don't know what.
1: Mm, lovely. Okay, Mustafa, tell me one bottom line for independent filmmakers out there listening to this podcast. Uh,
0: The bottom line is tell your stories because you are telling the stories to heal your soul. Don't bother about box office, festival selection, uh, critical review. Yes, if it is good, feel happy but don't let this happiness influence you or don't let the sadness influence you. That's all
1: I can say. These words are going to stay with me forever. Artists create their art to heal their own soul. Everything is. Keep trying. Things will happen when they're meant to happen. No rules in making films. No screenwriting template except miracles. And do not get bogged down by box office and festivals and ROIs. I'm your host Sucha. I'm going to see you guys next week. Uh, but if we do not meet next week, because uh, we have this Indian festival here called Diwali. And of course, the week after that, oh, with one of our favorite human critics. So stay tuned and do not forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, BotBee, you name it. Also, you can leave in your comments, you can write to us directly so that we can improve our podcast at metaphysicallab.com and you can also follow us on Twitter, Lab. Thank you and bye bye.